0: Jim Stroud here, and you are listening to my favorite podcast. I listen to it every day. It's amazing. It's wonderful. It's uh, okay. Help me out. Who, who are you guys again? Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous, dangerous podcast. podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right, right where it, where it hurts. Complete with breaking news,
1: rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese podcast. A-boom-shakalaka. 2.4 million claimed unemployment in the U.S. last week, bringing the nine-week total to 38.6 million people. Oh, and the Indy 500 is postponed. So how's your day going? Welcome to the Chad and Cheese Podcast, boys and girls. I'm your co-host, Joel. Someone mix me a quarantini cheeseman. And I'm Chad. I already have a bourbon sowash. And on this week's show, Ice Sims and Jobvite say, pandemic? What pandemic? Grocery store Kroger waffles and rape allegations at career or I mean, indeed, Rumor has it Memorial Day is coming soon, but I'm not even sure what month it is. Take a listen to one of our beloved sponsors while I go grab my Franklin Covey Day Planner and figure it all out. Getting the right people to apply for the right jobs at the right time has always been a challenge.
0: And now, with an influx of candidates and increased workload, recruiters have to work smarter to provide a memorable candidate experience. Make moments matter with Jobvite, a comprehensive talent acquisition suite that offers a marketing-inspired approach to recruiting so that talent teams can more intelligently attract, engage, and retain top talent. Combine the
1: power of AI and the human touch. Jobvite recruit with purpose hire with confidence Uh,
0: are you feeling better we had nascar and golf last weekend uh which means sports is coming back not not the two sports that i really get excited about but getting the toe in the water sports is coming back and as we talked about before would football make it back this year? Well, NASCAR ran in a track with empty
1: an empty stadium. Uh, I yep. think we'll see the same thing with, with the NFL. Yeah, it's sounding like California is just going to flip the switch and say sports with no fans and just say fuck it. So fingers crossed, but it does look like college sports will be uh, much less easy to come by next season. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. And this week is the uh, Tiger Woods- Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Lefty series, isn't it? Or yeah. did I miss that already?
0: I'm excited to watch this just because it's <laughs> going to be so funny. And I think Peyton, he's just fucking hilarious. The dude is smart. He's hilarious, and you yeah. know that like the the on mic times, uh, <laughs> they're going to be classic. This is going to be yeah. classic.
1: Rumor has it he's uh, they're redoing some sort of Caddyshack uh, scene <laughs> or moment. So. <laughs> So, yeah, Peyton as Peyton uh, Bill Murray. Who knows? Yeah, Who knows? yeah. Or Bill Murray could show up for all we know. Yeah. We? He loves golf.
0: Bill, Bill Murray didn't show up to the uh, COVID graduation that happened uh, last weekend. Did you see that last Saturday? I didn't. This was the Obama uh, speech, right? Yeah. LeBron James actually hosted Jonas Brothers. I mean, all these names. A lot of them I didn't know because, you know, I'm not a teenager and I don't listen to that shit. But <laughs> overall... At the end of this, trying to make uh-huh. the best out of, uh, you know, lemons, uh, making lemonade out of lemons. It's uh, It was pretty cool. I mean, to see President Obama actually, you know, give that commencement speech is kind of like a kick in the nuts to Trump. And uh, we would have <laughs> never had Obama, even via video, do that for,
1: for our graduation. So, yeah, uh, yeah pretty cool. Just make sure there's either whiskey or some vodka in that lemonade that you're making over there. Always. Yeah. It's interesting to see Obama sort of take take digs at uh, a, a sitting president. Like, that's pretty rare. I don't think I've or we have ever seen that in our lifetime, but it's maybe well-deserved.
0: <laughs> have we ever seen what we've been through in the last three-plus years?
1: Good point. Good point. <laughs> My bad. <laughs>
0: All right, let's do some shout outs. My my first shout out, you're going to remember this kid. You love him. His name is Luke Abrell. He uh, has has videos uh, on YouTube called Luke's Views. He's an 11-year-old who we met in Banff, Canada at the cult gathering. Yeah. And he did a Yeti product review. Now, if you guys remember, when we were in Banff, we were on stage with Bill Neff from Yeti, who is like one of the best dudes ever. Well, he met up with Luke and Luke said, hey, you know, I'd like to do some, you know, Yeti reviews, uh, because Mm -hmm. what Luke does is he does reviews for camping from a kid's view, not from an adult's view, but from a kid's view. And Bill like set him a, sh- a load of Yeti camping gear. <laughs>
1: no, nice. 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 I'm still waiting on my hat, but uh, yeah, that's good, Luke. That's yeah. good, Look. By the way, we don't have time, but one day we should do uh, your Yeti uh, cooler story. <laughs> not, not time on this one. Not time yes, on this one. Man. Shout out to Joe Rogan. Uh, if you're a podcast aficionado, and I know you are if you're listening to our podcast. Uh, You're probably aware that podcaster, comedian, and all around good guy, I guess, Joe Rogan, Sold the podcast for a hundred million dollars to Spotify in a uh, Howard Stern kind of move to Sirius XM. Shout out to him, man. He is uh, he's really rich, and and hopefully some of us little uh, bottom feeder podcasters can get a little piece of what you got at some point.
0: Shit, he had a, a stage already. He, he was a stand up comedian, the Fear Factor guy. Yeah. So he had these things rolling for him already. So he had a leg up. Good for him. And hopefully someday, you know, we might be able to sell for I don't know a a 10th of that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's been podcasting for a long time. Uh, yeah. I didn't realize 2009, uh, was the first Joe Rogan experience podcast, it's not an overnight thing in a world where music is sort of the commodity. Um, you know, buying up content through podcasting, um, is a, is a smart move. Jury's out of whether or not SiriusXM has been better because of Stern, Um, but uh, Spotify is a really popular service. But if you want to get people from not going over to Apple Music or any of the other competitors, you got to have some unique content, and buying up podcasters certainly certainly does that. Agreed. Agreed. Big shout out to Mike Staffage, Staffage. Uh, Stiffy
0: Stiffy Yeah there you go (laughs) CEO over at Aaron He just started listening to the show Where have you been Mike? Jeez Uh, But anyway He said uh, after listening to the show He's an instant fan Big fabulous Uh, Big shout out to Jeff Smith Over at Supporting Lines And
1: Mike Werner New addition to the Jovio staff Very nice Very nice uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna sh- to machine gun a few rumors, uh, things that we've seen online uh, this week or heard. I heard a rumor Phenom People is developing some sort of uh, a one-stop shop to integrate with multiple platforms like ATSs and CRMs. It's called an API. <laughs> yeah, well, no one's done it. And how do you, you cost effectively do that? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens. It's kind of like the uh, HRNX Platform for (laughs) uh, background check Companies or something Uh, So that's in the works Um, I'm hearing Alio rumors that they are Uh, desperately hoping to sell uh, the company at some point soon, but they're not getting a whole lot of interest to date. Big shout out to the
0: job board doctor. Big shout out to him for schooling you on the state of niche job boards. Please. Still very anecdotal, right? We don't have real numbers on this shit, but but Jeff pays close attention to the rise and fall of job boards as closely as you pay attention to blow up dolls on the clearance rack. So I know... he knows what he's talking about.
1: Oh, I got a story. It's totally unrelated, okay. uh, and I don't know anything about it except the headline. But <laughs> a soccer, a soccer team was fined because they had sex dolls in the uh, stands uh, because they couldn't have people <laughs> for front of ours. So they were, were fined for sex dolls in the audience. So yeah, I just, I just read the headline on that one. Anyway, uh, shout out to our buddy uh, Kenny Hager, formerly of Hierology, now at Appcast. Uh, he lists, he loved the iSim's interview with their CEO. And if you haven't listened to that one, uh, please do. He was particularly entertained by the CEO's reaction when you brought up, uh, acquisition to Microsoft. He thought his, <laughs> his, uh, reaction was very un-CEO like. So if you haven't listened to that, make sure you go check that out.
0: Yeah. The Steve Lucas interview was, uh, pretty legit. Conversation. We didn't ask easy questions. There might have been a few in there, but we also hit him between the eyes a couple of times. That's yep. uh, and you got to dig that, man. Susan Vitali, who was on as well, she knows how we do business. We've known her for years, and she still brought her new CEO along. So that was that was really cool. We had a great conversation and uh, pretty pretty transparent.
1: Yep, yep. Shout out to Jobiak if you haven't listened to our Voices series. Uh with uh with Big Cat, their CEO, I encourage you to do that. And shout out to them for knowing how to fucking promote a podcast. They uh they're doing it right. So uh, companies take note of how Jobby does work. They understand SEO and that kind of shit as well. So yeah, it just makes
0: sense. So you got content, you want content, they keep we keep saying content is king. Well fucking use it. Um big shout out to Deathmatch grand champion Zor. Aida Bazalova Aida
1: she she wins she takes home the uh, the chain of champions riding on a grizzly bear chain smoking mm-hmm. and doing shots of vodka like a true russian
0: that's all she needed to do to win. A, a chat bot that was for Joel. We call it conversational AI these days. Uh, mm-hmm. That was uh, it. Was it was legit. So we we uh, appreciate everybody who was a part of it. Definitely TA Tech for having us on their virtual stage once again. But I definitely gotta say, Bradley Clark, Aida, Adam Chambers, our Irish Mexican. Hell yeah. They are probably the best deathmatch contestants ever and Jovio for creating more pre promotion stuff, the Zoom oh, yeah. background, those types of things. So, good job, guys.
1: All contestants, dope, but my money still belongs with uh, the Scotsman who wore a kilt and the Swede who wore a Viking costume to deathmatch. <laughs> that's that's going to be hard to top. That's going to be hard to top. Very good point. And by the way, it's going to be a chatbot forever. Uh, conversational AI is not catching on. And in light of that, shout out to Paradox, who is a repeat winner of the Stevies, uh, some sort of a, an awards thing that that goes out I've never heard of. But they won it anyway, so shout out to them. <laughs>
0: Now, Joel, you can get off your knees and we can do topics. Shout out to Indy first,
1: (laughs) top five city to start your career, as was many other Midwest cities. So yeah, sure. Let's get to topics. Job fight partnership with ultimate software.
0: This doesn't seem pandemic. What pandemic? To be that big of a deal, unless you look a little bit harder. I mean, because these integrations and partnerships, every core platform should be doing them, period, right? But let's play let's face it, ultimate software needs an ATS because there's a mm-hmm. shit. Enter <laughs> JobVite, right? So, you know, do you think that I'm reading a little bit too much into this that there could be uh, acquisition possibilities or is it just a, your normal let's throw a press release out for a partnership?
1: Oh, I think acquisition possibilities for sure. Um, now, I think I think in a world where data uh, has incredible value, what this what this integration, as far as, as I understood it and the news just came out uh, this morning, but they're basically helping companies understand the data between the recruitment process to the onboarding and beyond um, which has incredible value. And yes, it, it integrates very nicely with Ultimate Software as a whole, who's consolidating as they were anyway before Jobvite. So yeah, I think acquisition is definitely on the table. Um, we've talked about a Microsoft iSIMS acquisition in the future. Something like this would would not surprise me either. Um, and as data gets more valuable and automation, which Jobvite is getting very good at, becomes more valuable, that that's certainly something that we could see in the near future. Yeah. And if you see bigger
0: organizations like the Microsofts of the world start to use this data, go figure LinkedIn data, now applicant tracking system data, you anonymize it. Yes. Then they have the whole wide world in their fucking hands. And Mm -hmm. if you think of it from the standpoint of sales data. That's huge, right? Yes, for town acquisition, for retention, for all of those things. But you can take it beyond that once you have the data. And I guarantee you, it's exactly what the Microsofts of the world are thinking. Not to mention, iSIM's buying an organization like Opening.io. Deathmatch winner. Death, i.e. That's right. Deathmatch winner who grinds up. that data. They had about $700,000 US in funding. Uh, they've been working very closely. Opening.io has with Microsoft, uh, which I, I think started in Dublin, the Dublin Microsoft office and grew from there. But uh, mm-hmm. this to me is is a big uh, grand slam for ISIM. What do you think?
1: Yeah, and it's it's an even bigger win for uh for opening.io who oh, can buy a oh lot yeah. more Guinness uh, with whatever they got from ISIMs. Ireland's crushing it, dude. I don't know what's going on. Adam Chambers, Andrea anyway, again it goes back to data, right? Like these companies are doing a great job of of buying companies that add feature sets to their business that make them more valuable. And in uh, you know, in a in a pandemic environment, these acquisitions are gonna be much more Amenable to companies that have money. Um, I know. Last week we talked about uh, our buddies at Paradox getting forty million and saying in the press release that they were going to use some of that money to actually buy companies, which is a pretty rare thing to put in a press release on on getting investment dollars. So companies are on sale. Companies with money are going to be buying. Um, I think what is odd, you know, last year we were talking about JobVite and Iems moving into like a tier two below sort of the big guys in the ATS world and and sort of staking a claim as a platform, how the worm has turned quickly and that these guys are now acquisition possibilities for even bigger fish. I don't think I saw that coming. I'm not sure about you. I thought
0: the possibility was there. That's for sure. But the thing is that we are not used to these types of companies playing offense, right? We're, we're, we're used to them doing a a, a halfway decent job at best and then looking to get acquired. These guys are not doing that. They are going out. They're playing
1: offense. uh, They're doing business the right way. We will see where that ends. And we'll also see where allegations that Indeed ends uh, here at some point. Sadly, we had rape allegations this week come out uh, reported by Vice, uh, which was kind of an interesting topic for them. They usually cover like dictators in Africa and prostitution in Asia. But they were covering an indeed allegation of rape um, at the company. A uh, little back on this. 2015, um, new sales rep, uh, female, comes on board. Uh, there's some training followed by what's pretty common, drinks and celebration. Um, a male counterpart who was a manager at the time. I don't think he was her direct manager, but still someone in in management. Doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. I'm just stating some of the facts of of what we we know at the point from the story. The dude sort of started kissing her on an elevator, followed her to her room. Uh, According to the allegation, she said, you know, I'm good. When he asked if he could come in, he came in anyway, had sex with her, uh, even though she responded with, I'm so drunk and asked him to stop. He got done, threw away a condom and walked out of the room. And uh, she filed a lawsuit here recently reported by Vice. Uh, go check out vice.com if you want to learn more about that. It is horrifically similar to what we talked about uh, at Career Builder last year in terms of a similar case where sales guys get a little too, you know, Drunk and stupid, and things like this shit happen, and it's uh, it's very unfortunate. Now, additionally, um, the allegations talk about indeed having a culture where the women who sleep with upper level management are the ones who get promoted. Uh, Certainly, if those allegations are true, that's an incredibly unfortunate predicament and incredibly unhelp, unhealthy, um, and dangerous to say the least. Yeah,
0: this is leadership and management. They have to get on this, you know when you have that quote unquote bro culture, and yep. it's toxic I mean it really is and and it doesn't matter if they're high performers or not, right? It doesn't matter if they're making the cash or not. You have to ensure that the culture doesn't turn into something like a bro culture. you know now that covid's happening, maybe we start doing a lot of this shit online. who knows it is. A hell of a lot less cost and risk.
1: Yeah, there will certainly be less uh, environments like this where people get you know drunk in close in close proximity to each other. I found it interesting as well that uh, the accuser is still an employee um, at Indeed. Usually, these sort of allegations and lawsuits come out after after someone leaves. Um, so I can imagine that's really weird for her to have these come out and still be an employee. And she's also alleging that Indeed HR was not very proactive um, and sort of really dismissive when she reported this um, to them. So if the allegations are true, Indeed really has some work to do to get its house in order.
0: Also heard some rumblings uh, at Modern Hire that uh, the two cultures between Montage and Shaker International are not melding and that we're starting to see individuals from montage kind of eject. So, you know, not, not sure what the culture issues are, but I've, I've had a few people actually uh, send some, some rumblings, IE rumors mm-hmm. my way saying, you know, th- there are some culture problems between those two organizations. And, and you'll remember probably a little over a year ago, Shaker international and uh, montage merged to create yep. Modern hire. I remember when we were talking to uh, Douglas uh, Atkin about Mm -hmm. the culture at Airbnb, and when they were actually going to look to acquire organizations, they turned they turned a few of them down just purely on culture and yeah. this is uh this could be an instance where that might have been a good idea.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh Shaker uh not to be uh, confused with Shaker recruitment marketing, sponsor of the Chad and Cheese podcast. Yeah, Modern Hire is a stupid name. Just uh go back to Montage and Shaker's like whatever, but Montage was a good name. They should have kept that.
0: Modern high is it modernhire.com? I mean, those are two words you can sp- yeah,
1: uh,
0: They're easy, so I, I don't hate it. Sovereign Parser is the most accurate resume and job order intake technology in the industry. The more accurate your data, the better decisions you can make. Find out more about our suite of products today by visiting Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-E-R-E-N dot com. We provide technology that thinks, communicates, and collaborates like a human. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner.
1: It was nice to talk to Robert this week, wasn't it? Sovereign CEO. <laughs> it's
0: always nice to talk to Robert. He The, the dude is incredibly smart. <laughs> and this week we talked to him about work from home, which they have been doing exclusively since 2006. So all yep. of these companies that are thinking about it now and they haven't hit the potholes yet he was able to
1: talk through some of those things and that was really cool to get him on some incredibly good tips if you're uh, new to the work from home thing listen Listen now Everybody
0: should be excited about this next story. Let me go through this real quick. Let me let me do this. Let me do this. I'm So excited! It's so excited. So the number of female CEOs in the Fortune 500 hits an all-time record. Now that's that's the actual title in Fortune magazine. And we now get Sounds ready. Good. Drum roll, please. We have 500 CEOs, and guess how many are females? Uh, Two fifty. Thirty-seven is the new record. Break out the champagne, baby. I mean, no, let's not do that. So 7.4% of CEOs in the Fortune 500 are female. We're talking about setting new records. 8.1% of that 7.4% are women of color, or here's a better number for you, 0.6%. Overall, of the Fortune 500 CEOs are women of color. Thanks to Adam Gadamski for checking my math on that one. You you do math good, Chad. But my God, dude, we're talking about hits all-time records and we have shitty ass numbers like this. This is nothing to be proud of. This is nothing to write about. This is something that we should be focusing on and having an article that focuses on why we only have 7.4% yeah. of the Fortune 500 are female CEOs. Why the fuck are we talking about that? No, we're going to talk about all time records. Are you fucking kidding me?
1: Yeah, I love that you took a celebratory uh, article about the rise of women and turned it into a total death downer but you're right uh now in in uh you know devil's advocate uh the number was two back in 1998 uh which wasn't that long ago so we are at least trending in the right direction let's see if we do the math on that what will take another 25 30 years (laughs) to get to 100
0: (laughs) yeah exactly and and going deeper into this there are four yes four Four men of color serving as CEOs in the Fortune 500. So, yes, they want to put this big thing out. There were only two, you know, so many years ago. Fuck that. I don't want to hear that bullshit. We're talking about equality. We're talking about equity. But guess what? That's all we're fucking doing is talking. We're not actually making those moves. The boards are not making the moves. And we need more solid commitments from companies to get females and females of color and men of
1: Mm -hmm. color into these positions,
0: period, because they're qualified. You can't say that only white motherfuckers are qualified. You can't say that.
1: True. True. In terms of solving that, um, any ideas? I mean, you know, the NFL, we have the Rooney rule where you're required to interview an African-American for an open head coach job. Should we do something similar in corporate America if companies take federal dollars to any degree or if they're public companies?
0: Well, yeah, there are definitely many steps, but this is a leadership step. That should be taken. And this is not just about the CEO. Yes, we want to be able to demonstrate that we're putting the right people in front of uh, the board or or what have you for the hiring process. But overall, this is about the entire C-suite. This is about all of management. And this is also about pay. So as leaders in these organizations being, again, the boards and being in the C-suite themselves, this is Something that will cascade down and we yeah. have to force it. And and all of those people saying, Well, you're just you're just putting quotas on this. Guess what? Fuck you. They've been getting screwed for years. Okay. Women, men of color, they've been getting screwed for years. And now you want to talk about quotas. Guess what? Fuck you. This is what we need to do to ensure that equity happens.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. Unfortunately, we have technologies out there. We talked to Tal Vista. Who is was a deathmatch participant, and we have a startup this week called Syndio, S-Y-N-D-I-O. Uh, kind of interesting. They received $7.5 million in funding for pay equity uh, algorithms and technology. Um, sounds like a pretty promising idea to me. You? That's exciting stuff, and it also gives CEOs and
0: companies an out when you're talking about pay transparency because no company wants to talk about pay transparency, right? Yeah so now CindiO can go and say guess what you're getting all this pressure for for pay transparency you don't have to do that with our with our system just put everything into our system and it will automatically tell you where the inequities are right you can Mm -hmm. report against it but here's the key you don't have to worry about pay transparency. Nobody needs to know, right? So I think it's smart, but I also think it plays against what we need in this country,
1: which is pay transparency. And someone who didn't like transparency this past week was Kroger. Yes. uh, Who had one of their collections letters for hero pay leak out to the internet. I found this crazy and how anyone let this Fall through the cracks is unbelievable, but uh, so they were. Kroger was like many others uh, with essential workers in in the COVID pandemic crisis, giving hero pay. I don't know, did they overpay uh, people or did they give pay uh, an extra couple weeks? Well. Aside from that, they sent out collection letters to their employees saying how much they owed back to the company. Someone obviously uh, shared this on social media. Yep. The backlash was crazy. And Kroger, to their credit, waffled and started to given up on trying to collect the money and have just given it uh, away without trying to collect it. But what a boneheaded PR move at Kroger.
0: The, the big question to me, and let's break this down. Why is Kroger amazon and other companies taking away this extra pay when they have been monopolizing the fuck out of this i mean sales for fourth quarter ended on uh uh, february 1st for kroger at least the the reporting did came in at nearly 29 billion dollars Plus, remember, that money does no good to the economy when it's not being spent. And how can you get that money into the economy and driving it? Well, you pay fucking people. That's what you do. Not Mm -hmm. to mention, these individuals have proven they are vital um, when it comes to the supply chain. It just took a crisis to show all of the motherfuckers out there who look down their noses at truck drivers, shelf stockers cash register operators and all the other vital positions we walk by without saying thank you every day say thanks pay those fucking people they deserve it so not only did they deserve the pay in the first place but you shouldn't have taken that shit back anyway
1: oh for sure for sure and if for those who haven't seen the letter, uh, let me just sort of summarize it real quick. So it's, it's actually from the Kroger Payroll Department. Uh, there's no name on it. Um, and the letter says, as you may be aware, you were overpaid by emergency pay in the gross amount of X. In this case, it was $461.60. And then they're, then they're requested to make either one payment of 461 Three payments of one fifty three eighty seven or five payments of ninety two ninety thirty two, which I assume would come out of your paycheck, and then they sort of select how they want to pay back the money. Uh, signed with love, Kroger payroll, blah blah blah. I mean, yeah. that's just really bad.
0: Well, and again, with all the fucking profits that Kroger is seeing right now, they can afford to institute this. Pay increase as an increase, not sure. as a not as a momentary
1: increase, right? Every one of these jobs should be getting should be getting hazard pay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not even from a hazard pay standpoint. They have proven that they are a vital cog in our economy, period. Mm-hmm. The crisis just demonstrated that, right? That money that you upped to them for their, quote unquote, hero pay, carry it forward, carry on. There you go.
1: And who needs Jimmy Hoffa when you have Twitter to mobilize <laughs> mobilize against the workforce. Yeah, apparently,
0: apparently we 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 need it badly. If you if you're watching Netflix, I think it's called the American Factory or something like that. Yeah. Check it out. It is this is one of the reasons why we need unions. That's for damn sure. Because Twitter can't do it all.
2: Nope. Nah. Not for me. All these jobs look the same. next. This is what perfectly qualified candidates are thinking as they scroll past your jobs. Just half-heartedly skimming job descriptions that aren't standing out to them. Face it, we live in a world that is all about content, content, content. So why do we expect job seekers to react differently while reading paragraphs and bullets in templated job descriptions? Stand out in a feed full of boring job ads with a dynamic, enticing video that showcases your company culture, people, and benefits with JobAdX. Instead of hoping that job seekers will stumble upon your employment branding video, JobAdX seamlessly displays it in the job description while they're searching, building a connection, and reducing candidate drop-off. You're spending thousands of dollars on beautiful, informative employment branding videos that just sit on a YouTube channel, begging to be discovered. Why not feature them across our network of over 150 job sites to proactively compel top talent to join your team? Help candidates see themselves in your role by emailing us at jobadx.com. That's us at jobadx.com attract engage employ with job Ad X. let's let's jump right
0: into the deadpool real quick because i want to make sure we hit this one. Oh, it's warm in the dead oh it's days. warm baby yeah so uber works closes mm-hmm. uh and from my understanding from people who were on the inside it was a fucking mess so this was a platform that Uber was going to provide staffing and that's how Uber was going to make their money off of the actual software. And yep. they wouldn't even get back with staffing. They had no fucking clue what they were doing, dude. Yeah.
1: I mean, these companies are struggling to be profitable anyway. Um, I know we talked to uh, who was it last year from uh, Lyft cars um, are Mason. Mason Wong. Yep. And, uh, and he talked pretty, pretty candidly about the challenges that they have, uh, you know, aside from the, the airlines, Uh, The restaurants and some other businesses, I mean, ride sharing is right there in terms of the hardest hit uh, during this pandemic. So it was no shocker. That in the in the in the midst of layoffs at Uber, that they would not start shedding some of these businesses that weren't profitable and really didn't make sense. Uh, I mean, it, it felt like a tag on or a tack on anyway um, to try to make some money when things were good. Uh, it makes a lot of sense that they dropped it when things were bad. Um, so in a statement by the company, they said, "quote Given the dramatic impact of the pandemic and the unpredictable nature of any eventual recovery, we are concentrating our efforts on our core mobility and delivery platforms and reset." sizing our company to match the realities of our business. Obviously Uberworks had to go.
0: Yeah. At the end of the day, it was shit no matter what. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's Hell easy yeah. how we're seeing some companies, and, and I'm not saying that all companies are doing this, but some companies are definitely blaming COVID for their shit mm-hmm. sucking. And it just sucked in the first place. It was it was not where they should have gone.
1: I mean, they're lucky that they have, you know, variability in their cost and they can fire people and sort of just wait for things to get better and not pay drivers because they're not driving anywhere. But uh, it's it's not a good business to be in right now.
0: And overall uh, economics of it uh, obviously is not proving out either. But what is proving out is that Mm -hmm. uh, apparently as we talk about this whole, you know, COVID hitting, especially SMBs, incredibly hard. Snag a job, Snags eight million dollars and launch a new rebound campaign.
1: Yep, and hired a new uh, chief revenue officer uh, who was a guy from one of the guy main guys from TripAdvisor. Yeah, I mean, Snag Snag is sort of nicely nicely positioned. To when things improve and if you assume things will come back to life at some point, restaurants will open, hourly jobs will come back. Snag has made uh has gotten an investment and, and made some hires and uh created a platform that they hope will get them get them back on track because they were sort of uh off track to say the least in the past year or so. They're a good brands still. People know who they are, particularly in their in their core competency around uh, you know, service jobs and hourly jobs. When things come back, they, they should be in a pretty good position. And this helps a lot.
0: And it seems like they're prepping for that.
1: Um, Again, the
0: rebound, your reopen plan starts here. Get your team back in place with Snagajob. It looks like a lot of RPA. Virtual hiring, complete end-to-end solution with sourcing, screening, scheduling, interviewing, which could be incredibly fast. Video interviews. Only pay for scheduled interviews. I mean, it's it's pretty interesting. Performance hiring statistics, uh, being able to dip into your talent pools. And we're talking about alumni, people who used to work for you. So people who you might have laid off, but you have that core pool ready to be able to reach back into. So it's it's pretty interesting.
1: Yep agreed agreed and we also had another uh video slash remote slash work from home cameo. Uh, a- acquisition cameo acquired by uh, stepstone who listeners will know acquired appcast uh last year german company um video is going to be hot and i i think this won't be the last video company to be acquired uh talking to you vervo uh we'll see what <laughs> happens in the future but um the 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 world is good for video, and and the world was pretty bad for video uh, just six months to a year ago. We were talking about privacy concerns with higher view, facial recognition issues, but now video is the hot chick on the block. Good for them. Yeah. Digital job
0: interviews, automated video interviews, video formats for motivation letters, video pitches and video meetings. I mean, they're really just trying to be the video platform. You, you mentioned Vervo. I see those guys as something even larger, which is which is really cool that we're seeing cameos coming out of Europe. Vervo is coming out of Australia. I mean, we're, we're, we're seeing all these really cool pieces of tech all over the world, not just here in the US. So that's cool. Step Zone obviously have broadened up being more than just, uh, German or European company in buying yep. Appcast, this video technology. Who knows what they could
1: do with it? Yep, and more sort of video work from home. Don't don't come in our office. I don't want to touch you. Technologies. Tradeify raised twelve million in Series B funding this week as well. I didn't know much about them, but they're a visual-based personality assessment platform. Um, so again, visual-based assessment don't come in the office hiring tool (laughs) that's getting more money and and they won't be the last.
0: So this is the assessment tool that is integrated into hourly um, Alexander Mann solutions, new platform that's focused on hourly workers. So I would assume I could be wrong, but I would assume that they might've got a bump to get this cash through Mm -hmm. that killer um integration and partnership with a huge organization like ams hell yeah
1: well, good for them and with that we, we out thank you for listening to podcast with chad and cheese brilliant they talk about recruiting they talk about technology but most of all they talk about nothing Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on itunes spotify google play or wherever you listen to your podcasts
0: we out